Good morning and welcome to our Sycamore Township Workshop Meeting for Tuesday, June 16th, 2020. Let the record show that all three trustees are present. I'm going to make a motion now to approve the June 2nd Workshop Meeting Minutes. Do we have a second? Motion to approve. Okay, second. Mr. Porter? Aye. Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Okay, up uh, next, physical officer, Rob Porter. Time to pay the bills and receipts. Yes, we had receipts of $76,543.16, disbursements of $235,278.87. The complete list of all receipts and disbursements is available in the office for your review. Motion to approve. Second. Any discussion? <coughs> Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Reed. Aye. All right. Uh, Sheriff Patrol items. Good to see you. Lieutenant Tory Smith. You guys have had a busy time, I know. We're in a tough spot right now, but uh, like all of the storms, <coughs> we're weathering the storm uh, quite well. Uh, I don't have a lot to report this morning. Um, we did have a demonstration this past Sunday in the Kenwood area. Uh, Mr. Work, I received your text. Did you happen to physically be in the area, or did you receive those numbers in terms of attendance? someone else I was there okay um, basically uh, what we're seeing locally is uh, we received information last week uh, from the Fairfield Police Department that there was a young lady who was organizing an event uh, one of her areas that she wanted to uh, demonstrate was the Kenwood area uh, Sergeant Mike Carney reached out to her last Thursday uh, I had a follow-up phone conversation with her on Friday she was very very polite very articulate and basically during that conversation, our, our goal was to kind of establish a dialogue with her and her associates. Uh, she explained what she wanted to do. We kind of went over some do's and don'ts and things that we would like to see. Uh, but we're seeing more and more that if we have a group that wants to protest or demonstrate or do something uh, publicly, our best course of action is to reach out to them and just have a conversation. They get a feel for what, uh, uh, how and where we stand and we kind of get a feel for you know what they're doing or what they would like to do and it just it's it's like any other situation if you talk about it open and, and kind of openly and freely it, it serves both parties uh, extremely well but I believe the uh, demonstration that occurred Sunday was very peaceful everyone was very cooperative I don't think they got the numbers that they were hoping for Mr. Ward <coughs> originally we were told that it could possibly be up to 200 people that would be present in the township but uh, no problems whatsoever we're maintaining close contact with Bonnie Miles and Wanda at the town center. Uh, early on in this, uh, over the past several weeks, early on during this time, we received some intelligence that certain groups might be targeting the Kenwood area, the retail districts, strictly for the purpose of uh, doing damage, looting, and things of that nature. Those things did not materialize, thankfully. And uh, as of this morning, you know, uh, things changed, but we've not received any credible new intel that's coming in suggesting that people might come to this area and uh, try to do damage uh, but we are uh, we're under the microscope I, uh, to, to put it bluntly uh, but the staff is holding up um, I feel that we're doing a good job addressing complaints and issues in our township and in the neighborhoods so uh, again not to put a rosy or paint a rosy picture but I do think we're, we're doing things the right way and for that matter I think most most of the community here locally is doing things the right way also uh, one other item, I can't go into too many details because the investigation is uh, continuing and there are some co-defendants. We made a big arrest up in High Point last week. 
Uh, we have three or four bad actors up in High Point, and uh, I don't have hard data in front of me, but usually when we have something up there going on, one of these three or four people are typically involved, or associates of these people <coughs> are involved, but we made a good arrest last week. This gentleman is being looked at by not only us, but Sharonville, Blue Ash. He's operated as far as far north as Moraine, Ohio, and as far south as Villa Hills. Uh, mainly involved in property crimes, stolen goods. Uh, we executed a search warrant at a residence last Friday. Uh, that, uh, that revealed a lot of stuff, a lot of stolen property and stuff like that. But uh, when the time comes, we'll let you know who that individual is. And like I said, if there are other co-defendants, we, we don't want to jeopardize the ongoing investigation. But uh, this guy will hopefully Knockwood be off the street for a very, very long time. Again, he's a, he's a bad actor, but that, that was something very positive uh, that's come out in the past week or two. Other than that, I'm going to work with Mr. Work on the purchase of a, hopefully the purchase of a couple of uh, cruisers. Uh, the Sycamore fleet is aging, so we need to get those turned around. Uh, <coughs> and we're gearing up for uh, gearing up for summer. So that's all I have this morning. Any questions? I, I've got one. I'm just curious. I found the police blotter reports we get the other day that there was an incident involving some FBI agents and the sheriff's office and some idiot who <coughs> ran into them, I think, and pulled a gun. Or what, there were, there were two crash incidents. Basically, uh, I believe it was eastbound coming through the Tri-County, Sharonville area. Uh, a person under the, under the influence of, uh, <coughs> it was a case of drugged driving, not alcohol-related, not drunk driving. But a case of drug drug driving, this this individual was traveling eastbound on the interstate, sideswiped the vehicle, and of all people, he hit a unmarked uh, FBI's no. agent's car. Uh, the FBI agent, um, it just so happened that it was that officer or that agent's first or second day assigned to the Cincinnati oh. field office, so they didn't quite have the lay of the land yet. So they were trying to keep an eye on on him and <coughs> you know relay their their location. Uh, he, ended, he passed, after striking that vehicle, he passed, of course, the vehicle, got off at the Montgomery Road exit, and we're all familiar with that kind of looping ramp, lost control, and crashed again. Uh, but that, that put it in, there was some question as to whether or not it was in, in the city of Montgomery or Sycamore. It put it in Sycamore, and we wound up arresting that individual for drug driving. But he was kind of out of it and kind of uh, not aggressive, but kind of non-compliant at first, so when the FBI agents closed in on the crashed vehicle he wasn't complying so guns were drawn and things of that nature so uh, but once he was taken into custody by us there was there were no further there was no further incident so, <coughs> middle of the day so. wow yeah, thanks for thank the you thank you chief rob penny back from vacation with a good tan and he's got the ems and fire report what good you got, morning chief? gentlemen good morning uh my report is um we applied for additional revenue loss from the cares act and it looks like we'll probably get about $18,000 back from that. Uh, we just applied last week, I think, so we'll see how that goes. Um, we do have two additional COVID cases in the township. Uh, zero cases have been expired as of this morning. And um, I, I just emailed you about 15 minutes ago in the monthly report for May has some interesting stats on it, but um, our, I guess with things opening back up, our, our run volume starting to pick back up. We've, uh, from uh, April to May, we've got a 40 run increase on uh, our, and then our, on our daily, we're back up to 
14 to 17 runs a day. So things are starting to pick back up for us anyway. Uh, we've got, we, we picked up an additional 12 runs this last month on uh, roadway, which would be uh, people are back out on the road now. So um, that's, that seems that things are starting to come, get back to normal. And just, just as a reminder, um, the, um, the state of Ohio still is getting increases in COVID cases, so it's still out there. I mean, it's not as televised and as hipped up as it was a few months ago, but uh, just, I, just in the state of Ohio, there's, there's 430 case, additional cases uh, so far and 16 deaths. So, you know, it's, it's still the social distancing that we're practicing and the precautions are very well worth it and we do need to uh, not let our guard down. I know with businesses and restaurants and things opening back up, uh, protest obviously is probably gonna create problems, but uh, uh, if we don't be careful, we're gonna be back to, back to a quarantine. We don't want that, so uh, it, it's still there, still out there. So that's all I have. Chief, I wanna thank you. Um, I contacted you about a resident and a local resident in the hospital over at Jewish Hospital, and uh, without going into details, uh, she was in a stressful condition, and you guys took care of uh, the thing uh, for her, and that I appreciate you. And we say it often: you guys are the best. No question yeah, about we, that. We don't mind helping people like that. A lot of times we don't know about it. You know, we don't know when people are coming home from the hospital, and uh, but if they do call us, we'll be happy to help them. You know, if that's if, that, if we're available, you know, we'll, we'll try to get somebody out there. Any comments for the chief? Tom? No. Right, we're going to go to the uh, roads, maintenance, recreation items, our road supervisor, Mr. Tracy Kellams. A couple updates uh, for the parks. Uh, shelters are open, playgrounds are open, bathrooms are open. Those are getting thorough cleanings. Again, cleaned every single day, and I uh, uh, like a sanitation once a week. Uh, there are signs that have been put up at all shelters and playgrounds warning people, you know, social distancing, and uh, we got those from the health department. Anything that we have to, you know, warn them about is as if everybody doesn't know already. But uh, they're they're being used. Our parks are being used. Baseball diamonds are very active. They're filling up quick. People are, uh, I think they're, you know, really looking for something to do after being cooped up for so long. So parks are very busy. <coughs> uh, Trash Bash has officially been rescheduled. Uh, the Northern one, September 18th and 19th. The one back told September 25th and 26th. All parties uh, that are involved in that have, uh, put that on their schedule and are able to make it that day. Uh, document shredding coming up, that's June 20th, right here behind the township building from 10 to two. And then uh, we also have chipping again this month because of the 4th of July, we've moved that to the 27th. That's also behind the building here and that's from eight to four. So other than that, uh, right away tree planting, if you remember Mr. Adam Lehman came, uh, who's uh, been working with the Cooper Creek Collaborative, and I know uh, uh, we had a, a, a Zoom call with him and uh, Ms. Kugler, and we've been talking about right away trees. You know, originally this 
uh, program was going to be, uh, I know there is another program, but it was going to be on private residence. Uh, now they're looking for to put trees in the right-of-way. Uh, they send us a map of potential locations with 548 trees in the right-of-way in the Cooper Creek watershed. So uh, I went out and looked at all of them, obviously uh, being in charge of maintenance. Uh, I am not in favor of <coughs> trees in the right-of-way where we have sidewalks, you know, curbs, things are going to be damaged. Uh, you know, it's not going to happen right away, but eventually it will happen. So I uh, had another meeting with Adam, and I've went, gone around and approved <coughs> locations of 122 of those trees uh, where there are no sidewalks. Uh, of course, they're going to be in front of residents, so we've also told them that we would like resident approval. We don't want to put trees in somebody's front yard. And, even though they're in the right-of-way, if they don't want them, because they're going to be the ones that are maintaining them, raking the leaves, they're the ones whose sewers are going to be infiltrated by roots if that happens. So uh, Adam had asked that if the board was so inclined to get him a letter saying the township agrees just to work with them. Uh, you know, this isn't going to be any cost to the township. I mean, in the long run, you know, it probably will. We spend a lot of money. <coughs> every year and removing trees in the right-of-way and it calls constantly uh, also with sidewalk but that's why there's no sidewalks <coughs> in these areas so I had 122 approved with 22 more proposed so a possible 144 locations that they could move forward with now that would not uh, be in conflict with sidewalks. How do you anticipate uh, getting approval each individual homeowner would be would be contacted to ask if it's okay. Yes, and we told them that was up to them. <coughs> so uh, we, we, we would not be documentation that, on that. We would require documentation. Yes. You know, and then they said, "Well, <coughs> you know, we'll send a letter, and if we don't get something back, we'll just go ahead and do it." And I said, "No, you have to have <laughs> approval." Well, I think maybe it would be good for us to have some kind of a signed sheet that just says, "Yeah, I approve." Have them sign off on it so that we. We don't say, well, you know, he said he said that it was okay, and I put it in there, and then we're getting a call and a complaint. So mm -hmm. it might be a good idea to get. Because obviously, kind of not everybody's going to want them. But <clears throat> yeah, I think it's important to get affirmative consent from the homeowner. That's something Ms. Kugler is here, I know, in support of this plan today, and just to keep an eye on us, but. Um, and that's something we discussed early on that if it were to happen the homeowners need to say yes because frankly not everyone's going to want a tree in their front yard they have to maintain uh in in terms of getting signatures that mr desai is there anything special we need from that otherwise we're not the ones installing it it's going to be the the cooper creek cooperative i guess doing that but it, if it's going in township right away that's land we own do we need the homeowner to sign off on anything beyond just something confirming they affirmatively consent to this like a release yeah, or anything I, mean, I think a simple approval is fine you know if it meets tracy's you know satisfaction i think we'd be fine with that <coughs> we're not taking on any liability with it Uh, that would that would be a question for you. Yeah, well, we're not we're not engaged in the installation process. <laughs> no, we are not. Nature, right? Right. Yeah. Any liability would be long term, and 30, 40 years if a limb falls on something. But <clears throat> yeah. yeah, I mean, as long as we're not involved in the installation process or anything like that, you know, I think a simple affirmative approval or consent, as you mentioned, would be fine. Okay. 
So every one of the locations you've plotted out so far is <coughs> not adjacent to a sidewalk? Correct. Okay. So uh, is the board fine with that? Do you want us to send a letter? Uh, they're going to draft the letter, Tracy, and give it to us, uh, along with the mailings they're going to do, and that will bring it back to the board at a future meeting. They weren't ready for today. <clears throat> Other than that, uh, if you don't have any more questions about the right-of-way trees, I want to discuss the opening of the community room and the lobby here to the public. It's a little different than, you know, shelters that are in open air. Uh, obviously, there's going to be different restrictions. We have capacity issues. Uh, <coughs> You know, things are starting to open up, so I was just wondering, you know, how you feel about opening Schuler and, and the lobby to the public. You know, so far, the lobby is still closed. The way we've been doing documents go down to the fire department. We can get the documents every day. Uh, it's, it's been working fine. We've had no problems with that. Uh, the only time the lobby's been open is meeting days. I think I would yield to uh, the chief's opinion on that and also Ray as it relates to this building here because Ray's here every day uh, as to you know, what your thoughts are on opening or not I opening. Think, um, <clears throat> I think this lobby here as far as people bringing things in, if you if you X off <coughs> the floor to keep people keep their distance, they're just going to come in and you're, not a, you're avoiding a crowd basically yeah. uh, if more than one person comes in they would be spaced out I think that's fine um, just my opinion as far as the <coughs> room up north if that's a gathering thing I, I would have a different thought on that what do you do as it relates to access to the to the restrooms uh, one person at a time and clean it every day it's like basically what like the restaurants and all the other people are doing <coughs> so you would post on the door one one person at a time. I, you can, yeah. Okay, and then somebody's going to mark off the six feet X's of them. Okay. That that just modeling off of what other people are doing. That seems to be the norm for when they go inside a, a building that it's X'd off for your distance and then uh, limiting how many are coming in and that sort of thing. I mean, you're letting them in now, you know, yeah. with the, the meetings and that sort of thing. So to, to walk in this room or walk to that glass window is really not much of a difference as far as COVID is, is concerned. So as long as we just maintain distance. I guess the only difference is we're taking their temperature in the way. And then what about the zoning window? <coughs> I mean, Jess is going to have direct contact with people when they come in with zoning documents because that's not just a window she has to open that up and deal directly with that. yeah it looks like most people put some kind of plexiglass or something up for a blockage and leave a uh, something under the window now on something like that you could uh, you could have it where they could still talk to her through the window somewhat and leave the document out here and go get rather than a pass-through type of thing you could try something like that <coughs> I and then know. the other thing is Schuler. I don't know. Yeah, what's what's Schuler for? More meetings, get-togethers. Yeah, get-togethers. People want to run it. And it's up to you. I wouldn't recommend it. <laughs> I mean, you can't control how many people are going in there, and uh, you know what I mean. 
I mean, that's that's something that's not unless it's a meeting that 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 we're having that you can do what we're doing here, space it out. But if you're just going to rent it out to somebody and just say have at it, then you know you're you're not you're not controlling anything at that point. Certain things are allowed under the health rules, such as wedding receptions. Have we had anybody contact us for a rental like that? Is that something we need to think about? Not as sure we have. We had one person contact us for the pavilion, but then they changed their minds. So I don't know if they changed their mind on the wedding or just the reception. <laughs> <laughs> don't ask too many questions. Now, uh, yeah. At the very least, if you do decide to open it up, I would definitely post signage in the building to yeah. Maintain social distancing, wash your hands, da da da, and then it would definitely have to be sanitized every after every use if you want to, if you want to do it. I mean, there, there's people out there using facilities, so I'm not saying absolutely no, but if you're going to open it up, I would at least put the signage up there to cover our butts. Deepak, if we have somebody that contracts the uh, COVID virus at an event at uh, at Shuler after they rented the facility. Do we have any liability? <clears throat> well, if the uh, law passes the state legislature, we won't. Um, but it hasn't passed yet. Not to my knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there's always concern. You know, it's it's no different than, you know, if somebody tripped and fell at Shore, you know, a year ago, uh, they could potentially sue the township. So sure. there's always liability there. Um, I'll check on the status of that, of that uh, bill, but to my knowledge, it still hasn't passed yet. Well, previously we left if I recall right, we left discretion for opening the buildings or closing them to Mr. Warwick as the administrator. I, I don't remember that we actually voted to close them, did we? Did we? Didn't we pass a motion delegating that authority to you for a period of time that was time limited, and it's escaping me as to the outer limit on that. But I don't know that it was the duration of the emergency. We were just simply when that was done. We were just simply following what the state was suggesting slash requiring, and just getting confusing now as people are opening up i think we haven't had one complaint being shut down in the lobby here for the daily work but uh i think we're going to start to take a little bit of pressure because other communities have opened up their lobbies and the thing at Schuler, i mean tell me what the rule is i <laughs> i don't know i mean is the 10 person rule still in effect for meetings there i mean it's it's just confusing they're, they're doing a survey, local government uh, is doing a survey on opening things like the community room. The results aren't in yet. We'll hold up on that for another month. That's fine with me. Um, I guess we ought to see what, that, what other communities are doing about their community rooms. Can okay, then discuss at the next meeting? Want to do that? Sure, if that's what you want to do. Because it's really interesting because if you have potato chips, a bowl of potato chips on the table, you can't have that. Now, if you go into restaurants, Which is true. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah, I was surprised that. Right. Uh, and no self-service of any kind. Yeah. Food, basically. Which is really. Um, yeah. Is there? I ask about weddings. Is there anything else pressing where someone has asked to rent it during the next two weeks at least before our meeting or something like no. that? <coughs> okay. Then, yeah, I we think we really need to listen to Chief also if he's not comfortable with it. I think that's really the way we need to go. I think I think a lot of people are still reluctant on doing that. I mean, we every day we got people that bring plans and drop stuff off at that box at the station. They still got masks on and everything. They're they're still leery, you know. So I, you can I don't tell how how much reluctance there is out there just by driving on the roads. Mm -hmm. There's nobody on the roads anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, restaurants are still empty. Yeah. Mm. Anything else, Trace? No, sir. That's all I have. Unless you have any questions. I, I do. I, I just want to. You and I were talking in the hallway. Um, and I mentioned I was in Delhi over the weekend, and they've got 50 acres of a park out there. It's an incredible park. And uh, one thing that really caught my eye was that I talked to Dan Ryan from the maintenance department over there, the parks department over there, yesterday. They have a pickleball court, pickleball court. Now, pickleball is like, it's a court, very, it's a tennis court, and they change it, so it's pickleball. Pickleball. When we were talking, Jason Petty came came in and joined the conversation. He said, "When Anderson, they're packed all the time. Madeira has them, and Madeira is extremely. They've got four courts down there, and they're packed all the time." I just mentioned that because you and I were talking about the houses we bought. Now we're tearing them down on Plainfield Road, and will there be extra room uh, in Bechtold Park? I know it's not going to happen tomorrow or the next day, but you had mentioned it possibly that we could put a pickleball court two yeah, courts I mean, in there be, it's all going to be green space so I mean, we can literally do whatever we want i mean they'd have to park in our existing parking lot we weren't planning on putting another parking lot in but you know it'd be up there close to where the restrooms are behind shelter too you know that, that's you know an open area that we would have that they could possibly go in there i mean the rest of the park is mainly you know with playgrounds baseball fields be hard to put a volleyball court it'd be hard to put it out there anywhere uh, when would that I'm not really familiar with it I'm assuming it's the size of a tennis same, court it's same court it's tennis. more it's smaller. Well, you use the tennis court so <coughs> yeah. that you could if you suddenly you know this uh, we don't need to make it this is down the road right yeah, yeah, yeah down the road I just threw that out the, I mean, the something we could look at yeah this pickleball to think about <clears> pickleball Okay, thank you, Trace. Jessica would like it. She plays pickleball. She does. You do play pickleball. Is that right? You do. She and her husband play pickleball. Yeah. All right. With the uh, planning and zoning report, uh, we, 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 we have uh, parks committee forming. That's something they could certainly discuss. It's okay. Yeah. This is for the park for that. But I think Ms. Kugler had a question. If you're willing to entertain. I don't know when the public has a chance to speak. I didn't see it on here, but I, I did want to make a clarification. Whatever point I'll ask. Uh, well, we we don't have public comments in this meeting, but what I, I couldn't understand what you said. What I did you say? To, I wanted to clarify. If you will be providing a letter to the Cooper Creek Collaborative that you will work with them on the tree planting, or you're still thinking about it, I, I wasn't sure from the conversation. We they are going to supply us with a letter that they want you to to sign, and then we'll bring it back to the trustees. And when will uh, that be Thursday, maybe? Whenever they have it ready. Okay. Right. That's what I wanted to know. Thank you so much. So ask Adam Lehman. I think it's in his hands right now. I will. Thank you. Anything else, Kath? Is that it? Kathy, okay. Uh, I, I did a few questions. Go ahead, yeah. In terms of uh, various projects going on around the township, Sycamore Road, of course, is closed <coughs> off right over here right now. Is everything on schedule with that? It is. It is. Uh, they are they are determined to finish that project this year. I am uh, a little skeptical that that can possibly happen. I mean, we still have a lot of work to do. The only problem would be by the, we still have to put surface on all of it. So you have to t stay within temperature specs. The road will be open, just like at the roundabout. It'll have 
uh, at least intermediate surface on it. It will be open, but I'm not sure that we'll get the surface course on this year because if once we're out of temperature specs, we, we can't pay. What about the, uh, <coughs> excuse me, the Cape Seal work in the neighborhoods? Is that on schedule this year now? Yeah, that's supposed to be done towards the end of July. Okay. And we'll be getting letters out to everybody affected by that. Okay. And behind us here with the big maintenance building, everything uh, on schedule with that as yeah. Uh They're they're a little behind schedule, but they're uh, they're still close. I mean, it's still supposed to be this year. Yeah. I, I had emailed you because a resident who lives nearby had complained about the uh, construction noise starting at 7 a.m. In the mornings, that is within our existing noise ordinance. Though, is there anything out of the ordinary going on early, though, that they could divert? <clears throat> no. Okay. One one day they were early when they were bringing in the pumper truck to pump the concrete. The truck came in early so they could start working at seven. That's that's the only time that it's been early. Okay. Thanks. Before you move on to the zoning report, what what do you want? What's your decision on the lobby out here? Are you going to op open it with restrictions or just leave it like it is? I thought we were going to wait for that survey uh, from local government before we... I yeah, I think we can hold off until the next meeting, okay. Chief, because it's running smoothly and let's just see what the other communities are saying. Okay. Is that all right? Yeah, oh, yeah. I just... We're talking about two different locations here. I yeah, want to make yeah. sure we have both of them. Okay. Anything else? Let's go to the planning, zoning, and Skyler Miller. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Uh, so the only thing I have prepared for you for the work session is a uh, resolution declaring um, uh, a property a nuisance uh, for vegetation, garbage, and uh, refuse and other debris. Let me pull this up for you. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't realize these were <laughs> turned sideways. Let's see if I can fix that. <clears throat> uh, this property is uh, 7301 Dunlith Court. Um, now, keep in mind, uh, these were uh, these photos, I believe, are a week and a half, two weeks old at this point. So, grass has still been growing. Um, you know, the the condition of the site is only getting worse until um, uh, until it's properly abated. Is this house abandoned, or somebody living? Uh, I do not believe anyone's there right now. Uh, we've we've been on site. We haven't seen anyone. Um, I think the driveway may be being used by a neighbor. Okay. <coughs> so, um, again, do ask that the resolution is uh, uh, is read and approved tonight so that we can move forward with proper abatement. You said the photos are about a week old. Has somebody been by more recently to take a look? Uh, yes, Kevin. Kevin monitors the the, the active sites, um, <coughs> and if there's any changes, we would have we would have taken this off. Okay. So um, now let's see if I can get this back. And you've got you've gone through the normal procedure. You've warned them. You've given them all the notices. <coughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we always start with uh, trying to uh, get voluntary compliance on, on any type of violation. Um, you know, the main goal is to establish a, a dialogue with the property owner, um, try and resolve it at the, at, the, at the lowest level possible. So, uh, you know, 
if any time there's a resolution that's brought forth uh, to the board, excuse me, I can't talk that thing in. Um, <laughs> if uh, if a resolution is is brought to uh, to the board, it's it's because we've exhausted um, sure. other opportunities, or the process is just taking too long, and we've we've got to start moving, uh, you know, something down the court. Okay. So, so has there been no response whatsoever from the no, no response with this one. Okay. Should I read or Deepak, do you want to? Okay. I will. That's fine. All right. A resolution <laughs> providing for and authorizing removal of vegetation, garbage, refuge, and other debris, and declaring nuisance for the property located at 7301 Dunlith Court, Sycamore Township, Ohio, uh, 45243. Motion to approve. Second. Mr. Discussion? Any discussion? Okay, Mr. Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. Skyler, can you uh, just update us on the uh, on the uh, house over there on uh, Quail Hollow? Yep, absolutely. Uh, so um, we are actually monitoring the that site on Quail Hollow uh, on a daily basis. Uh, you know, some some weekend days excluded. Um, they are currently on site. Contractors are. Uh, there's heavy equipment still, um, kind of uh, kind of cleaning out the corners of the excavation area. Uh, there are uh, plumbing contractors on site today, uh, so they are they are running lines to the site. Um, all of that is again, it's still in prep of the forms, um, actually being being set up and you know again in preparation for the pour. Um, you know, uh, we have made contact with the um, uh, the job site foreman, uh, who is supposed to be providing me with a. Um, a more formal schedule of, uh, of the project that uh, that has not happened yet wasn't uh, he gonna do that yesterday afternoon well the, they were supposed to have a meeting to develop it yesterday afternoon he didn't tell me he was definitely gonna send it to me okay. yesterday so I would expect it within the next <coughs> next day or two um, you know the uh, um, you know schedule for new home construction this isn't this isn't a new novel issue uh there's a there's a tried and true format for this um you know i, I don't expect that that schedule to be be too elaborate um you know but this is a very large home uh it's uh you know three finished stories including the basement so you're looking at over six thousand square feet um you know of, of work to be done on this site so um like i said we will we will continue to monitor if there is a lapse in activity uh, we do still have the, um, uh, the violations in effect, uh, so you know if if need be, uh, we can we can work with Mr. Desai and um, you know take action uh, swiftly at this point. There's no current health hazard apparent, is there, or any? No, as it as it stands today, uh, the uh, the excavation site is empty. It's not a it's not an unmonitored you know pond. Uh, there's uh, it's not going to be a um, you know ground zero for a mosquito outbreak. Uh, the the northern wall because it's uh, again because it's empty, um, it's relatively dry. I don't I don't see it continuing to erode. Uh, there is some additional excavation they need to do on that side to uh, uh, you know before they they raise the forms. Um, again, it's it's part of the plan with the with the job foreman. He's not going to touch that wall until they're actually ready to. 
to set those up because he doesn't want to, um, you know, uh, adversely affect the integrity of that side. Mm -hmm. So everything seems to be stable at this point. And have we heard any further concerns from the neighbors about it since our last meeting? Well, <coughs> there, uh, there, there's constant concerns and communications with, with residents. I know they're reaching out to you. Uh, we've received some calls. Um, you know, uh, and, and rightly so. They're they're fed up with with how long this process has taken. Um, you know, I, I understand that, which is why we're monitoring uh, a site every day. We typically do not do that with you know a, a standard uh, permit and construction project. Um, you know, obviously this was this was left neglected for an unreasonable amount of time, uh, so it warrants that additional review. But um, you know, as it stands now, the, the immediate risk to the area is, uh, you know, at least on a temporary basis, has been resolved. Any other questions for Skyler? Anything else, Skyler? Uh, that's all I have for today. All right, let's move over to our law director, Mr. Deepak Desai. Nothing to report. Nothing to report. Thank you. And our administrator? Mr. Ray Warwick. I have a <clears throat> resolution that uh, lays out us complying with, uh, I guess it's House Bill 481 now. First time we wrote this up, it was Senate Bill 10. It's been volleyed back and forth. Um, I, I still don't think it's fully complete, but I think we can pass this today. I think it's going to stay under the House Bill 481 title. They've merged the... <clears throat> the two bills if you will <clears throat> and i think they're still working some things out like it, i just noticed the other day that the thing about uh using 25 percent of the tiff money was back in so um i don't know where it's at whether it's in a conference i don't know if it's in the house or the senate but i think we can go ahead and pass this today this just explains uh that we will use the funds properly if we indeed uh, Sycamore Township has to apply for them. So uh, a resolution establishing the proper use of funds set forth in Ohio House Bill 481, dispensing with a second reading and declaring an emergency. Motion. Second. Discussion? Mr. Porter? Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. The other item I have is uh, uh, the July trustee meetings and the staff has a suggestion um, in July. The, the first July meeting actually will be June 30th, uh, which is a Tuesday workshop. And we would, uh, we suggest we conduct that as we normally would. We'd like to suggest that we cancel the Thursday night, July 2nd meeting uh, we don't see a crush of agenda items, and that also runs up against the holiday, and we've got folks off work with vacations and things. And then the workshop that would be that is uh, slated for July 14th, what we would suggest is we move that to an evening meeting because uh, we need to have our hearing for the tax budget on that day. So it would be... Uh, June 30th workshop as usual cancel July 2nd evening meeting and move the July 14th workshop to an evening meeting uh, and it would be in conjunction with the hearing on the tax budget any discussion on this 
Are we in agreement with that? Uh, Tom? Yes. Tom? Yes. I'm good. Uh, so, <clears throat> sorry, this is not what I expected that I had heard. <laughs> Yesterday, I thought I thought we were moving the June 30th meeting to the evening, so we're keeping it in the morning, elevating the 14th. Yeah. So June 30th. Right, a bunch of travel for some. Yeah, June 30th things. would be in the evening, Tom, 7 o'clock in the evening. I mean, excuse me, it would be the workshop meeting in the morning. Yeah. Okay. 9 o'clock. And then, and then on the 14th, instead of okay, the morning, works. we move it to night. We don't, we don't have to do anything. We just, we all agree on that. Well, we did pass a resolution at the start of the year setting our meeting schedule. Yeah, do we, we do need have to, to move for this. Yeah. So I'll make a motion that we, um, we, uh, Cancel our July 2nd meeting and move our um, July 14th workshop to a, uh, an evening meeting, 7 p.m. So then it'll be a regular meeting on that night? Yes. A regular time yes. Meeting on that Second. Okay. So that'll be on the Thursday or the Tuesday? It's a Tuesday. Tuesday. It'll be on the Tuesday in yes. July evening. Yes. Right. Okay. Mr. Porter, we call the roll. Uh, yeah, Mr. Lope. La, La Barbara, I'm sorry. Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman? Aye. I have no further items. Fiscal officer, Rob Porter? I, I've got no communications. Comments? No communications? No. Okay, now we're at the trustee items. Uh, Mr. Weedman? Mr. James? Uh, I, I had something I was going to bring up, and I'm going to save it for the next meeting. So thanks. Okay. So I have nothing. So we're going to announcement changes, uh, date change due to the holiday on the first Saturday of July. Monthly uh, uh, chipping at Saturday, June 27th, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. behind the administration building in Kenwood Road, and for. Other announcements and up-to-date information, just check our website. And we'd like to make a motion now to adjourn our regular meeting. Do we have a second? Well, wait, 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 wait. Do we have the executive session? That's where we're, we're going to move out of our regular we meeting. We need a full motion as to that. We need a I'm motion a to move out of this meeting and then yes. another motion to move into executive session. No, we don't need the first. Just a motion to go into executive session for the particular matter. Okay. I'll make a motion to adjourn into executive session with the law director Deepak decide to discuss pending litigation as permitted by Ohio Revised Code Section 121.22G3. And to discuss Second. the sale of. And, and, uh, yeah, and to also adjourn into executive session to discuss the sale of property as permitted by Ohio Revised Code 121.22G2. I'll second that. Okay. <clears throat> Mr. LaBarber? Aye. Mr. James? Aye. Mr. Weedman. Aye. Okay, and I'm going to invite into the executive session. And the time right now is uh, 9.44. Uh, Mr. Warwick, the three trustees, Law Director Deepak Desai, Tracy Cullums, Skyler Miller, and uh, Rob Porter.
You're back? Yeah. We are now back from executive session. Uh, no action was taken. The time is 10.17. Motion to adjourn. Uh, do we have a roll call? Yeah, let's do a roll call. Okay. Roll call, uh, Mr. LaBarbera? Uh, here. Mr. James? Here. Mr. Weedman? Present. Motion to adjourn. Second. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 And the time is 10.19. Thank mm -hmm. you.